Welcome to the Mustang Owners Podcast. And now your host, Steve Hall. Welcome to another episode of the Mustang Owners Podcast. I'm Steve Hall, the Executive Director of the Mustang Owners Museum. And today we're joined by Troy Raby, who is one of the main uh, participants, or I should say organizers, for Ponies in the Smokies. Uh, I've been I've been fortunate to be invited to the event numerous times. They put on a fantastic event, but the, in, but they even kind of top it off a little bit with the cherries. That it's in a great setting. It's in a beautiful area. Uh, it's one of those places where you got to go. In fact, I really wish I had the time to get away from the car show and just to enjoy the area. That's uh, a beautiful area. I mean, it's, uh, many people are familiar with you know Gatlinburg area, Sevierville. But uh, they've got a great location, where I always thought the destination location is always an added bonus for an event. So I wanted to talk to Troy a little bit because his, his, his show is coming up in March. And give a little bit of background, though, before we get into the details of the event. is you know How this got started, what kind of guys put together, because obviously this is never going to be a one-man show. Uh, you need a terrific team to make this work. So I was hoping to get a little bit of the background, how all this came about. And, you know, and, and kind of, you know, give you a little history and background. So, Troy, first of all, welcome to the podcast. Appreciate you coming on and uh, tell our get our listeners a little bit about your event. Thanks, Steve. No, appreciate you having me on. Um, it really goes back to the days of uh, a local Fox Body Club, the Southeast, Southeastern Fox Bodies, uh, that I uh, became involved in back in like 08, I think it was. Uh, and I met some really great friends in the Mustang hobby and, um, some of those friends fostered into, you know, business partners. So here we are, but just the background within, um, um, uh, the, the guys that, that evolved into a leadership roles within Southeastern Fox bodies, that's Kevin Brown, Jeff Southerd, Travis Smith, and myself, along with some other, some other, um, admins back in the days of, uh, the popular forums. Um, we really championed the, that car club and really ran it to where we promoted a ton of meets, a ton of monthly meets across the uh, upstate South Carolina and Charlotte area. Um, we, um, you know, did cr- various cruises. Um, obviously, Mustang Week was a big hub for us to, to gather every year in the summer uh, down in Myrtle Beach. Um, and we, we created the uh, Fox Body Cruise at Mustang Week, which was I think grew to, I think it t- at one point it got to be north of 160 Fox bodies in this police escorted cruise um, on, on, on the Saturday of the week. Um, and uh, we end up uh, probably the, 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 the biggest accomplishment we did with Southeastern Fox bodies was our Save a Fox charity project where we took a four cylinder Mustang and um, converted it into a V8 and built it really from the ground up, a full kind of restoration modification. So call it a resto mod, if you will, with wood, with all the popular um, um, uh, modifications. The club voted on every aspect of the car, and we ended up getting like 40 companies uh, uh, to either donate parts, uh, time, or, or money towards the project. And we ended up raising, um, we raffled it off at Mustang Week, we built it inside of a year, and we raised eighteen thousand dollars across three different charities. So we were very, very proud of that accomplishment. Um, the 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 four guys that I mentioned, um, the we participated in a lot of 
automotive related events. I mean, we've done the hot rod power tour. We've long hauled that a few times. Uh, we got involved with Celine's and got involved with the Celine club of America and where they have a, a Celine nationals every August, uh, where that takes you all around the country. We've been to, um, Carlisle for Ford nationals, of course, Mustang week every year, uh, and rod run, which is up in the pit, up in pigeon forge, um, in, uh, pigeon forge, Tennessee, um, that's held twice a year that there's a spring rod run and a, and a fall rod run. And so we've done so many events together, um, that, you know, it felt, felt like, you know, we should take all of this collective knowledge and, you know, maybe, maybe host our own show and what better venue than to, you know, be up there in uh, the Smokies, um, in that whole Gatlinburg, Pigeon Forge, Sevierville, you know, area. Um, I think the county is Sevier County encompasses all of that. Um, the roads are fantastic up there. It's a huge hot rod community. Um, the businesses and the police department, everybody's on board with uh, hot rods. Uh, the Corvette Expo has been going on for decades up in that area. And so we said, you know, I, I think what this area needs is a little blue oval. Let's let, let's inject uh, a, a little, a little Mustang, sh you know, uh, spice to the, to the, uh, to the pot and see, see how it takes. We knew the, the setting was going to be fantastic. Um, but you know, us, you know, coming in, you know, as basically rookies trying to figure it out along the way, we, we had our first show in 2017 and it's grown by leaps and bounds since. Well, that I can attest to, cause like I said, I do go up there. And I also have to say this, and I mean this as a, and this is a compliment. Um, weather is not a factor. Now, weather yeah. happens. Yes, someone says, Sammy, I know you know what I mean. But what I mean is the people come, they don't care about the weather. They're going to make sure they're there at the event. And that's something I think that's a testimony to the event itself because you don't, they don't want to miss it. They don't want to go up there and miss the event because, well, it looked like it could rain a little bit. Uh, you know, and I didn't want to go kind of thing. Cause you know, cause March, March is kind of a, you know, it's a, it's a tough month with the weather. You don't know what you're going to get, but I think it's interesting to see that you go out there, it's raining. Well, because you guys have that huge auditorium that you use and you've got a lot of cars on display in there, they just basically button up the car, come on in and let's just go enjoy what we have inside for a while. And then when it's done, they go back outside, they wipe down their car, and kind of, you know, hopefully they'll stay dry for a little while longer. So uh, I think it's a great testimony to the fact that this is, the people that come, they are really hardcore car enthusiasts. They're there for the event. They really want to take advantage regardless of the weather. And so what are, actually, if you would, then why don't you go over the dates for the event and then what, what goes on each of those dates? Well, let me let me touch base on the weather because you're you're one hundred percent right. Weather is definitely something to consider, but it's not necessarily a factor. Um the the March, the late March dates, the timing was done on purpose. Um the late March is still from a weather standpoint, is still kind of late winter, early spring. So depending on what we get that week, um we could be uh in shorts and t shirts or jeans and t shirts. Um, or, you know, hoodies and toboggans. So, um, it, it can, you know, it, we've seen, we've seen both. And in our first year at our, um, at one of our events in the evening, it flurried. And I remember one participant coming up to me and he says, Troy, he goes, 
my car has never seen rain, but it has now seen snow. And the snow was so dry, it didn't accumulate. It was flurries, and it just kind of bounced off. But you're right that um, uh, having an indoor and outdoor show, people just come take shelter, uh, and you know until the until the storm blows over. But yeah, weather is definitely a, a consideration, but not a factor. We also have timed it, you know, amongst we're we're just inside of. Um, typically Corvette Expo is, is usually an, a week or two after ours. Rod run uh, is in April. The spring rod run is in April. So we definitely wanted to stay away from those. It's also still the winter uh, season for accommodations and rates. So our participants get to enjoy, you know, a lower rates um, because they don't hit the peak uh, spring break uh, season. So that's a little bit about timing and the weather for sure. But the dates this year are March 21st through the 25th. We have uh, we have a few um, uh, uh, changes to the show that I'm happy to go into. But yeah, it is a five-day event, uh, March 21st through 25th. That's a Tuesday through Saturday, just uh, without looking at your calendars. Okay. But uh, so as guests do, you know, they sign up and of course they're going to come. They have each day has some kind of activity that's going to ha go on those de that date, and so I was hoping you, if you wouldn't mind, kind of just go into that a little bit so people kind of know, because obviously they could come for Friday, Saturday because that's when the car shows itself. But then they also there earlier than that, you've got I think poker run and cruises and things that they may want to take you know take advantage of. So if you don't mind, just kind of go through some of the more details of each of the days so you can, they can get an idea of how well rounded this event is. So that's a little something for everybody. Yeah, in years past, it's been a four-day event, which is a Wednesday through Saturday, but it's just grown and it's gotten you know pretty hectic, and we've added some features along the way. So this year, we're expanding it to a fifth day, again, Tuesday through, through Saturday. But we start things off on Monday evening with the early bird cruise in at Quaker Steak and Lube in Pigeon Forge. Uh, that is a great venue. Uh, they have a lower parking lot that I don't know how many hundred cars it, it, it holds, um, but it, it goes underneath an overpass. Um, and it's also the location of where our, our famous Ponies in the Smokies mural uh, is, is, uh, is. And a lot of people have, you know, come to know that, that as an icon of our show in the area. And when, they, when they're passing through off season at any point in the year, they'll take their car, their family car or their Mustang and they'll get a picture at the wall and then post it up on our social media, which is always fun to see that people come and, and, and go, go to the wall at various points of the year. But yeah, the, um, uh, the, the, the cruise in the whole, the point of that is, is that that's the calm before the storm. The, the show is really going to get hectic for us starting Tuesday, you know, bright and early Tuesday morning. That's an opportunity for um, the pits crew, uh, the staff members and our, and our significant others to get down there and just kind of, say hi to everybody. And so we pull our cars in there and park underneath the mural and, and just mingle with everybody in kind of a relaxed cruise-in fashion uh, on Monday evening. And uh, we've got Quaker Steak and Lube at one end of the parking lot and TGI Fridays at the other end. They're both owned by the same uh, family. Uh, so, it, it, so we're fine. People can disperse to either restaurant uh, for dinner and, or a bite to eat or, or if they're thirsty. And, um, and, and, you know, we're indifferent. Uh, we'd love to see our, our, everyone patron either restaurant on Monday night. Tuesday takes us into our driving experience. So 
what we call the driving experience is out at Smoky Stadium. Uh, that's going to be at the end of the strip out on I-40. Uh, the Tennessee Smokies, a minor league baseball uh, team, they have a stadium out there, uh, which uh, lends itself to a huge parking lot that is really good. So the third baseline par- part of the parking lot is uh, for, for parking. And then the, the, the first baseline is where we have um, a BF Goodrich driving school on Tuesday from 8 to 4. Um, and, uh, um, also we do later on that evening, a, uh, um, uh, start Mustang start stop competition that we call shotgun alley at, at Smoky stadium, uh, gateway, uh, gateway Mustang, uh, runs both of those events out there on Tuesday, both the drug BFG, uh, BF Goodrich driving school and the, the, the shotgun alley. And then we're back out there on Wednesday, uh, with gateway continuing to host, uh, a full day of autocross and autocross ride-alongs. And we hope to have our Tennessee Drift uh, uh, people back doing drifting exhibitions and drifting ride-alongs on Wednesday as well. We're still trying to finalize some of our, our details and what have you, so we're going to have that our official schedule posted up on our website uh, at PoniesInTheSmokies.com. But Tuesday and Wednesday is what we call our driving experience out at the stadium with BF Goodrich Driving School, um, the, uh, uh, shotgun alley, autocross and drifting. We move on into Thursday and this is where we got a little more room in the schedule. Thursday used to be our most hectic day. Uh, but now it's, we really, uh, are kind of quiet and we just really just have, that's our drag day. So we, we, uh, have a cruise that heads out to English mountain dragway, which is, um, uh, where, you know, in Newport, Newport, Tennessee. And um, they open, um, I think we're going to be doing that from 11 to 4. And it's just going to be an open kind of test and tune session. But we're also going to be continuing the second year of our list race. So we have a pits list, a top 10 of the fastest uh, Fords uh, that we had last year. And um, we uh, put up a $500, $500 bounty for the fastest Ford. Uh, at English Mountain Eighth Mile, it's an it's an it's an outlaw eighth mile track, and uh, we also put up a two hundred fifty dollar bounty for the fastest non Ford because uh, we want to make sure that um, th- there's plenty of cars uh, going down the strip. Um, putting up those bounties last year ended up being uh, the right move because we didn't make it out there, or I didn't make it out there, but I heard it was packed. And between the uh, drone video and uh, people's cell phone videos and the pictures. It was a lot of fun. So we're going to continue the list race out there, um, uh, out at English Mountain uh, Dragway uh, from 11 to 4. And then at 5 o'clock, from 5 to 9, is when we have our Shine Run party. And I'll get into the Shine Run now that we've kind of talked about the other events. The Shine Run is a basically a modified poker run. But because our uh, this, the, the, the area has a lot of moonshine distilleries, it's a big part of their industry up there. Obviously, we've adopted the moonshine theme in our show. And so we do a shine run where we set up about 10 waypoint destinations um, that are uh, balanced between local kind of medium and maybe long range all around Sevier County. Um, so we have some local establishments as well as uh, the furthest points are out, out in uh, that includes a tail of the dragon uh, out in, and, and stops out in, um, I think is it Robinsonville, I think it's called. Uh, but anyhow, th- we give you three days 
to do the shine run used to give two days. Now we're doing three days, which really spreads it out nice and lets people be able to participate in, in pretty much all the events. There will be some um, um, guided, um, organized guided tours or, or cruises by Red Mirror Events. Um, they're actually co-sponsoring the Shine Run this year with Clear Shine. So Clear Shine and Red, Red Mirror Events are going to be our co-sponsoring the Shine Run. And so uh, Red Mirror Events is actually has is, uh, has organized cruises set up on their own where they're actually going to be hitting some of the Shine Run stops along the way. So um, the Shine Run has become super popular. I think we had maybe 80 people register in the first year, and we had over 400 last year. So um, you will just register. You can register online at our um, at uh, PoniesInTheSmokies.com. You will uh, receive a, a packet in the mail that has your uh, Shine Run scorecard, I guess let's call it, and with all the locations and their hours of operations and their addresses, so you can GPS your way. Uh, it's a self-guided tour. There's you just have three days to complete as many stops as you want. If you can hit five local stops and complete your your poker hand, that's that that's great. You can do up to you can do all the stops some of which are two cards. So you can have upwards of 10 or more cards uh, selected, drawn, and it gives you ability to discard to create the best hand possible. We also give you the ability to do um, to buy multiple cards or multiple hands. So the Shine Run has become wildly popular. The, 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 this, doing all the stops alone is reward enough. But on Saturday at the uh, during the Car Show Awards, we actually call out the top names for some prizes at the Shine Run table. So that ends up being uh, a nice a nice uh, reward for the uh, people that really uh, took to it. Um, and then that so that that finishes Thursday night. So the Shine Run runs from Tuesday, Wednesday, and Thursday, as well as the driving experience uh, on Tuesday, Wednesday, and you know drag racing on Thursday as well. Friday moves us to the Sevierville Convention Center, um, where we have our National Parts Depot car show. Uh, that's from 8 to 4 on Friday, and it, it is what it is. It's a car show. So the outside uh, surface lots will be full of Mustangs. We are pre-registering 1,100 cars, uh, 600 for car show spots, 500, I believe, for display only uh, spots. Uh, and then the uh, Sevierville Convention Center itself, their main exhibit hall is 108,000 square feet uh, of indoor exhibit hall that we line with industry vendors um, and special displays. Uh, the special displays this year, the one we have every year, is the years is the years of Mustang display, and I believe it's 60 years of Mustang in in 23. So we have one of every year Mustang uh, lined up in a, uh, in a in a horseshoe circular kind of configuration, um, and the the goal there is to try and find factory examples, um, clean, super clean factory examples. In lieu of finding you know a, a factory example of any given year, we'll look for the next best thing, which is maybe something with slight modifications or tasteful modifications. Um, so. That has been a, a, a staple of the Friday and Saturday um, car show and cruising out of the convention center. Um, so the Years of Mustang display is out there. Our featured display is Shelby. So we'll have a Shelby as our featured display this year. 
Um, we've had um, Roush. We've had Celine. We've had SSP as a featured display. Uh, and this year is Shelby. So look for the a good mix of old and new Shelby uh, vehicles out there um, uh, that surround the the, uh, the the main stage. Uh, our third display is a rare Fox display. Um, we are looking for you know rare examples of Fox bodies. We we all know Fox bodies are gaining in popularity. It's becoming the Tri Five Chevy of the Ford world, um, and so. The Fox Body Legacy has a lot of very unique, rare models, um, and you know anywhere from you know the Seven Up cars to uh, the Sack cars to what is that Monroe? I think one that was put on by Monroe Shocks or something that's a Twister. Anyhow, we've been in touch with I think we've got over twenty five now rare Fox Bodies that are pre registered or that we're in contact with. Um, so, uh, by the time we get the show time, we, we, we could see north of, you know, somewhere between 30 and 40 rare examples of Fox bodies out there. So that's going to be our third display. And then our final display inside is, um, modified Fox. So in our search for, um, Fox bodies and in, plus with our affinity and us attending Foxtoberfest every year, um, we come across some people that have really built a Fox body to, to the nines. Um, they have touched every aspect, highly modified. It may not fit our rare Fox display, but it certainly deserves, uh, to be, um, highlighted. So, um, we're putting together a, uh, modified Fox display too, uh, that will, uh, also be inside, but, but sprinkled throughout the, displays are vendors all most of which are all industry names that we're all familiar with steve you've been kind enough to come every year uh and represent the uh the mustang owners museum um we get folks like the mca uh the mustang club of america that we we put over there with you um really um just about any name that you can think of this year we're experiencing our biggest growth on the vendor front Last year, we had 70 vendors. Um, we are getting uh, quite a bit more, and we're getting a, a lot more uh, heavier industry name types uh, that are, um, are poised to uh, show up. So we are very excited to provide everybody a really um, good mix of vendors that seems to, be, seems to be getting better every year. That is uh, – oh, and then Saturday is, uh, is, is we bring everybody back to the convention center. Uh, for the National Parts Depot, all Ford crews in. So the interior of the exhibit hall is pretty much the same uh, vendors and, and display cars, but the outside surface lots go from a primarily Mustang-only car show to an all Ford um, cruise in. It will be primarily a lot of the Mustangs returning, but we want to see the Ford Fairlanes. We want to see the Ford pickups, diesel trucks. So we the outside surface lots really um, uh, take on a completely different look on, on Saturday versus Friday. And that's what we want. And because we want to tap into that local hot rod community up there in Sevier County, um, that's what we, we put out in, in APB the best way we can to welcome all the Ford enthusiasts uh, to come because we want to see 
uh, we want that the the outside to really light up with any anything and all uh, blue oval. So that is the schedule in its entirety. Uh, again, some details to get finalized, uh, but all of that will get be listed on our website, PoniesInTheSmokies.com. Well, if people who have listened to this podcast, if you haven't figured out there's something for you at Ponies in the Smokies, I almost want to say it's time for you to give up your Mustang because <laughs> you guys do it all. I mean, you guys do. I mean, there's activity. Uh, we, we we do a lot of surveys. We do a lot of uh, surveys just to see what's going on in the hobby and in the industry. And we we do find that cruises and poker runs are, are, are really moving up and up and up and up. Uh, car shows, you know, are kind of a little, in some areas, a little stagnant because, of course, you know, some people don't like to sit there and, you know, clean their car with a toothbrush uh, type of a situation. And, and I don't mean that to be derogatory. It's just that people have different choices and desires when it comes to Mustangs. And that's what's so cool about Mustangs. But you guys have something for everybody to go and enjoy. Or actually, they get introduced to some things that you might be more interested in. The guys from Gateway do a fantastic job. I mean, they've been doing this for years, and they're long sought after to come out. In fact, that's why B.F. Goodrich uses them, because they know that they know what they're doing. I mean, they are actually out there. Uh, they're, they're patient. They tell people what to, they help train people or, or teach them. It's just it's a really great event in that regard. I mean, it's just uh, everybody there has seems to have a great time, a lot of fun. Again, we forget about the weather. It's not important. Uh, they just really enjoy themselves. But you guys put on an event. Just listening to it, I'm tired, so to speak, because I've done <laughs> events too. That has to, of course, lead me to the question. I hope you don't mind my asking, but how many people, how many volunteers do you guys use to put on this? Because this is not something that's going to be, uh, it's not just a small group, I would have to imagine. Well, the the four guys and our significant others that that's the co- the core um, eight people that make up the pits crew. Um, it, it's the it's the four guys and and our and our lovely uh, brides. And so because they we live and breathe it all year. So unfortunately, they have to live and breathe it all year. But but the the core eight member staff um, really runs um, everything. However, we get a ton of help. From our sponsors, so uh, part of um, part of what it takes to sponsor uh, uh, ponies in the Smokies is to help, is to you know so like uh, Aaron uh, Aaron Bickle with Clear Shine uh, when he stepped up in year one wanting to sponsor the Shine Run, um, he and his wife and his crew they come and help run clear you know the Shine Run registration for us. Um, and so that case, something, something like that is a huge weight off of our shoulders so we can be elsewhere making sure that, you know, everything is running smooth. Um, another feature this year, which, um, has been a, um, an important piece of, of any event is merchandise. Um, we've been handling merchandise since the beginning, but we, uh, we've always gotten our event tees from ET Motor Gear. Uh, out of Knoxville, Tennessee. Um, they do a great job for us. And then we have various other suppliers that helps us create um, our, our, our total available merchandise for everybody. But I mean, every year we would just, we'd run out of this or we'd run out of that. We, we can never really fulfill, you know, the demand. Um, and so um, we partnered with uh, ET Motor Gear 
and they are coming on board to handle 100% of our merchandise this year. So that means more of everything. And they are going to be uh, there with their vending trailer, um, you know, set, setting up all throughout the week. Uh, but, but clearly, you know, come Saturday and or fr- Friday and Saturday rather at the convention center um, to, to get, to have, a, have available and have quantities and, and, and options and children's uh, sizes and, and, and women's apparel um, in some very cool colors with some great graphics. They're going to be there to run our merchandise. That is again, a huge burden off of us uh, that we don't, that we can then reallocate our energy to other aspects of the show to make it better. Um, but it wasn't just us eight. We actually have family members amongst that would come in to help us out. So there's probably another eight to 10 family members that would come in throughout the week and help out. Um, my sister has been there to help. Um, Travis's uh, family has come in to help. Jeff's family has been there helping every year since the beginning. So um, it, we, it's, it, it's definitely a collective effort. And then, of course, we need volunteers. So we post up uh, looking for volunteers, uh, mostly at for Friday and Saturday to help with parking and judging. So um, we put out um, a request for volunteers, and um, I want to say we get 15 to 20 volunteers that help us over the course of the two days. Um, uh, the one thing we'll do is obviously you get um, early entry as a volunteer, uh, preferential parking as a volunteer. You get volunteer T-shirt. Uh, we feed you uh, a catered um, meal at the convention center both days. So we do our best to really take care of our volunteers because they take care of us. And so, you know, it 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 can be collectively 30 or 40 people that help us put it on. To be honest with you, by the time you factor in uh, the, the the core the core crew, our family members and friends, um, the uh, vendors uh, or, or sponsors that step up to sponsor various uh, aspects of the show, uh, and then our volunteers, it it, it is really um, you know a village that raises that child. But uh, that's that's kind of how it breaks down to how we pull it off. Well, obviously, you've got enthusiasts that are um, as they, on board as volunteers along with your sponsors. And that's what makes the event great because they're all there for the same purpose, to make sure that everybody's experience is that level that they want to have. And so I think that's what's made this show grow uh, because it's a fairly new show comparative to like Mustang Week and some others. But it certainly has been one that's been growing and growing. And, still, and it maybe it still has growth potential. Uh, which is, which is great, but at the same time, you hope you don't. I mean, we you know we love being in the convention center, you know, and I'm sure you guys do too because it just gives you so much flexibility with things. So it's an incredible show. It's an incredible week. It's incredible people, and you're you're going to make lifelong friends there. You're going to network with people there. Uh, I can't say enough about it. Uh, we try to promote it the best we can through our email blast which we will be starting up next month. and Well, actually, next month is next week. But in February, we start promoting a bit more with what's going on at, uh, at, at the uh, at the Ponies in the Smokies. So it's really something that kind of yeah, – I, I actually – about a year or so ago, I was talking to some friends about it, and I said, I said, you know, this is like the NASCAR Daytona is always the kickoff of the season. I said, I look at the Ponies in the Smokies just to kick off of the season. For oh, yeah. Event. 
It is the kickoff of the season. This is where it starts, folks. This is where people start getting ready. And we love it because now people in February and March are going to start getting ready. And, you know, they got to get the car ready. They got to get the resident, you know, and of course get signed up. But it's kind of cool that they look at, you know, okay, the first one here is coming up. We got to get ready. We got to get ready. Because, uh, you know, we've all been hibernating for the last few months with all this nice weather we've had. <laughs> I know I yeah. can't complain we're in the Carolinas compared to other areas because it's been a horrible year for everybody weather-wise. But uh, I think people are ready to kind of get out and start going to shows. And so uh, Ponies and the Smokies will be the first one for the year. So I think that's, that's that, you know, that's, that's, that's the tone for the rest of the year. Yeah, Steve. So you know, when we look at registration flows, um, it, it's funny. We open up registration typically early fall um, around September. And we, we see an influx right away of people that just know they want to commit. Uh, but then we're having to juggle, you know, we're having to uh, juggle holiday season. So, you know, then everyone's kind of focus shifts on holidays and making sure, you know, Christmas is 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 good for the kids and what have you. But I tell you, uh, as soon as the counter flips on January 1st, it really ramps up for us in, in really every capacity. Um, participants that were a little sleep, a little sleep at the wheel are suddenly registering online. So we're seeing you know, dozens and dozens of registrations every day. Vendors that, you know, suddenly like, oh, it's a new year. Let me call Troy. So, you know, we, we you know, they're, sure. they're responding and getting on board. So uh, the, the, the holiday season is obviously a blessing and a curse because it kind of dissects our effort as we're leading up to the final like six months or more of the event. But it is, we are uh, full steam ahead from January 1st all the way up to, to, to showtime. Well, that's pretty much common, unfortunately, but that's what it takes. And then, of course, I know it'd be nice to have people sign up earlier than later because it gives you a better handle on what to prepare for. Because, um, I mean, I, I know sometimes, well, I know when we did the 50th, uh, we had to we had to extend registration two times, and it added another 2,000 cars. But because people just didn't get on board to be at the right, you know, when when we asked them to. But at the same time, you don't want to send people away because that's not going to make them happy. And it's a sour taste for everybody. So it's, it's nice if they could kind of, you know, do this before Christmas, obviously, or make it a Christmas gift. Here, here's your Christmas gift. Here's, the, here's you know, something for you to consider going to, uh, to Ponies and Smokies and such. So, uh, like I said, I cannot recommend it enough. We have such a great time. It's a lot of fun. Uh, we see a lot of the same folks again, and there's some beautiful cars. Uh, the assortment is, uh, and I have to say, one of probably your biggest challenges is trying to find a car from every year. That is not easy, folks. I got to tell you right now, that is not easy. Uh, you would think with all, you know, all, you know, 1,100 cars coming to the event, you would find that doesn't happen. You've really got to go out there and beat the bushes a little bit to find something that would actually, you know, would, would cover a certain year and such. So, uh, but it is. Our it biggest, is really uh, Steve, our biggest challenge has, is always the Mustang twos. So if you're out there in Mustang land and you've got a Mustang two, that 70, what, four to eight, um, model range. Um, we, you know, reach out to us, uh, on, at ponies in the smokies at yahoo.com. And we'd, we'd love to have your Mustang too in, in the show, if you're willing to bring it, but yeah, Mustang twos have always been the, the, our, our it's our biggest challenge to, to get every year. So a lot of times, uh, there's been a couple of years where we've had repeat guys come back to represent those years because there's been nobody else that's willing to do it or that has, that has surfaced. So. 
Mustang right. twos are definitely in in demand for us. Right. No, I, I, it is. They are hard to find. They are hard to find. Well, let me ask you a couple of questions. And we're gonna get we're gonna get off the sub the subject of uh, the pits for now. Ponies uh, in the Smokies and uh, Troy. What? Uh, how many Mustangs do you have, and which one do you? What do you drive? Um, right now, I'm, um, I've got two in circulation. I've got my original Mustang that I, uh, I bought in 97. It's a 92 uh, LX uh, convertible. Um, it's unfortunately been a roller since about 2013. I took it off the road in, in 2012 and uh, decided to change the combo. And in the middle of that, we were doing our Saber Fox build, and I donated a couple parts off of my, my Fox for Saber Fox. And it just got backburnered, and you know how that that can happen sometimes. So sure. uh, my 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 first Mustang is is still with me, but it's like I said, it's up on the shelf collecting dust. It, it'll get out there again uh, as soon as I can. Um, but I also have when I started getting into um, Celine Mustangs, uh, I had bought uh, an '89 Mustang, '89 374 that Travis actually owns now, and he's taken it to a completely new level. Um, and, um, it, it, the Celine community is an amazing community and the, and the guys and gals at, um, Celine club of America, we've, we've grown very close to. So, um, we're, we're pretty fond of Celine's as well. Um, three of the four of us have Celine's in our garage. Uh, but I've got an 05, um, car number 05436, uh, also in the driveway. So those are the two Mustangs. Uh, but I did, uh, uh, in the past couple of years, get my 72 El Camino back on the road. Uh, this was a, a car my dad bought in, in 79. I drove in high school and college. I gave it back to dad. He held onto it for about 23 years or more. And then I got it back and did a full um, uh, mechanical restoration on it, including the interior. The body is is in pretty rough shape, and that'll be a whole different chapter. But mechanically, it's on the road and I'm driving that a lot too. So the 05 Mustang and the, uh, and the El Camino are my two hot rods. Well, there you go. Well, that's the fun part about it is besides putting on the event, you're actually part of the hobby itself and be able to, you know, have, have cars that are, you know, that represent what you want. And that's what's neat about Mustangs, of course, is that you can take a Mustang and you can gussy it up to whatever level, or you can, you can strip it down and make it all all power. You can do what you want with it. So that's what's so fascinating about the hobby itself. And I think at the uh, Ponies and Smokies, you'll see a little bit of everything there like that. And that's what's kind of cool. So it's not really always just like one car or, or trailer queens. It's a little bit of everything. So, But anyway, I really want to thank you for coming on and joining us. Uh, Troy, I mean, it's been great to learn a little bit more about the event itself. The growth and the continuing growth of it is phenomenal. I suspect it's going to continue to grow because uh, it's all done in a first-class manner. I mean, you just can't go to an event and find it done any better. Everything is nice and tight and organized. Um, I mean, I remember I showed up there at 11 o'clock one night to, to start setting up, and there you were saying, that's where you're going. I mean, you, you guys <laughs> put in time. So you know, I, w- I was impressed. I thought, oh, well, I'll show up, but I'm sure I'm going to have to wait in the morning to set up during Friday, the day of the show itself. But uh, no, I mean, it's little things like that that uh, really do make a difference for vendors, the enthusiasts, participants, and such. And so uh, I think we should thank you and your team and your guys because 
it is it's a, it's an event that now I don't think we can learn. We, I don't think we can understand what to do without it. It would be such a you know if we didn't have it, we'd kind of like, well, what do we do? What what happened? You know, it, it's just a, it's just it's a part of what do we do in culture. March? Yeah, <laughs> exactly. It's part exactly. of our culture now. You know, it's, it definitely is. So I want to thank you for all that effort, and I want to thank you for joining us tonight. Well, Steve, thank you so much. It's very kind words. We appreciate it. Um, we, we're we're uh, thankful that everyone that comes and attends the show um, uh, and, and enjoys themselves and, and we get, you know, we get positive feedback. We also get some negative feedback and we try to, we try to fix the negatives and, and find ways to enhance the positives. And we really appreciate, you know, your support and, and appreciate uh, the invitation to come on the podcast. I know you and I have uh, kind of exchanged calls for the past couple of years trying to do this, but I think we timed it just right this year. Well, with that, I'm going to wrap it up and say goodnight. And again, hopefully we'll see you at Tony's the Smokies. And if you see Troy, now that he's a podcast star, he does sign autographs um, <laughs> and he takes selfies. <laughs> so, Thanks again, we'll see, Steve. We'll see you. Thank you. We'll see you there. Thank you.